his praise today. Amen. Come on, if you're happy and you know it, let your life surely show it. Come on, can we just lift up Jesus in this place? Lord, we thank you. Lord, we love you. We bless you. Lord, we thank you that you're always on time. May not be early, but you're never late. God, you're always faithful, always on time. We honor you today in this place in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Come on, one more time. Give the Lord praise today. If you remain standing just for a few moments, uh, I'll let you be seated. You'll have plenty of time to rest, I promise you. Amen. I just want to give honor to Pastor Evan today. Would y'all give Pastor Evan a hand? Come on. My wife and I have been married 33 years, and he's the only man that my wife has ever told me, can you get some cologne that smells like Pastor Evan? Every time she would get around him, she's like, you sure do smell good. She never even told me I smelled good. So we were on a little trip together with uh, Pastor Evan, and she said, please show me that cologne. He is Marla, here's the cologne right here. And so next thing you know, Marla bought some of it, and she surprised me with it, my wife. And she said, I want you to wear this. And I sprayed it, and about an hour later, she said, I thought you was going to put that cologne on. I said, I've been wearing it for two days. You didn't know it? It don't smell on you like it smells on Pastor Evan. And you know what he did today? Because I'm on sabbatical right now. I just came, flew in from Florida just to be here for this service. He came in with a bottle of that cologne. He said, this isn't for you. This is for Marla. I said, well, then Marla can wear it because it don't smell good on me. (laughs) Amen, amen, amen. I tell you what, that just surprised me. My wife has never said, she's like, I sure wish you could smell like Pastor Evan. I said, well, maybe you should have married Pastor Evan. (laughs) Amen, amen. So, uh, you know, he's got to be a good friend when your wife wants you to smell like him. Amen. He's always smelling sweet. That's what I like about it. So, and one thing about Pastor Evan, out of all these years, I don't know, I think maybe 12 years now, uh, he's always remained the same. Uh, always remained the same. And um, if I asked him for those clothes he has on, he'd, well, not in here, but he would take them off and literally give them to me. Amen. But always a giver, always extravagant, and there's nobody like him. So, Evan, I love you. And, Glad you're here today, man. Hey, if you have your Bible word of truth, would you hold it up? Wave it in the air like you just really care. Hey, <laughs> amen. Say this after me. This is my Bible. Come on, say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I could do. I can have what it says I could have. Today I'll be taught the word of God. I boldly confess, my mind is alert, my heart is receptive, I'm about to receive, I'm about to receive, I'm about to receive the incorruptible, indestructible, ever-living seed of the Word of God. I'll never, 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 never be the same in Jesus' name. 2022, going to be my best year yet. Come on, you decree that and declare that. This will be your best year yet. 
Amen. Let me pray for us and we're going to be seated. Father, I thank you today that ears are here to hear, hearts to receive, minds to comprehend. God, every word, every verse, Lord, let it be life-changing. We give you praise, glory, and honor in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Come on, give somebody a fist bump, a air high five, whatever you want to do, and you can be seated. Amen. If you have your Bibles with you today, look with me in Zechariah chapter 9. Zechariah chapter 9. We'll begin reading there in just a few moments. Come on, somebody say Zechariah chapter 9. As we got ready to prepare for every year, just as word of truth, your pastor, uh, God always gives a word for the year. Amen. And uh, as we began to prepare at our church and for me and my family, uh, something for us to focus on, something for us to believe God for. Um, I heard the Lord say to us that 22 uh, would be a year of restoration. It'd be a year of restitution that God was going to pay back in 22. Amen. Uh, 22 means uh, the two... And the two is double portion. And if you'd allow me for the next two moments to just prophesy to you and declare to you that this year will be a year that God's going to bring restoration and God's going to bring restitution. Come on, somebody say restoration and restitution. God is the God that pays back. And the Bible in many areas talks about, I'll give you double for all your trouble. Anybody had any trouble, any trauma, any situation in your life? And I just declare that God's restoring things. That word restoration means God puts things back where they belong. See, when things get out of place, chaos could get in. Disorder could begin. God always wants to restore things means God's going to put it back in its rightful place. Only when you go to the chiropractor and you get that adjustment and things get in right alignment, does your nerves and your muscles and everything begin to function. It's amazing if your uh, back is out of alignment or your neck, that just getting in alignment, getting things in this proper place, pain leaves. Healing begins. Come on, God can start restoring things and healing things. Come on, somebody say, this year is going to be my year. God's going to restore some things. He's going to put things back where they belong. I believe this year, the remainder of this year, even in word of truth, I prophesy that God's going to put people that maybe over the last couple of years or just watched online or whatever and they've drifted away a little bit, God's going to bring them back, put them where they belong, put them in their rightful place so they can function again. They can be free again. They can be whole again. Can somebody put an amen on that? Anybody believe in God for restoration or restitution? Recompense. God wants to not just restore you, but God's going to pay you back for time loss, for any setback. That setback is just a setup for a great comeback. You're going to see God 
bring back everything the enemy has tried to take you out with, take you down with. God's going to restore you and he's going to give you twice what you had before. God will give you double for all your trouble. Somebody say double for all my trouble. Look with me in Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 12. I'm reading the message translation, I believe. It says, come back to the place of safety. Come on, somebody say that out loud. Come back to the place of safety. All of us drift. All of us sometimes get deterred. We get off course. We, we get derailed. Unexpected circumstances, surprises, things happen that, God, I had no idea it was going to look like this. Had no idea it was going to turn out like this. God, what in the world is going on? Why is it going this direction? Why is it happening this way? Why Why do I got to go through this? Amen. You know, Psalm 23, David said, Yea, though I go through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear. Come on, somebody say, if you're going through hell, don't stop. God wants to get you through it. He didn't take you to it, but he will get you through it. God wants to take you through there. Don't don't stop. Don't pitch a, a tent. Don't camp out there. Yeah, maybe it's not what you expected, but get ready. God's going to restore things. He's going to put things back. Maybe it's your marriage. I declare to you today, God's going to put it back where it belongs, in that condition, where it began, before it got derailed, he's going to bring it back. Maybe your children have drifted, wandered off. They're not serving God. They're not doing like they used to. If you'll believe it, you can receive it. God's going to put your family back. He's going to put your children back. You're going to see relationships restored. You're going to see things in in your home, in Parents and relatives, God's going to restore things. He's going to put it in a order that he intended it to be in the beginning. The only reason it hurts, because it's out of order. There's chaos. There's disorder. The number one thing the enemy wants to do in a church is bring disunity. Why? Because when there's unity, there's where the unstoppable unbreakable power of Almighty God is. When they were in the upper room, it wasn't that the room that was anything special, the Bible says in the book of Acts. They was in a room, and it wasn't just because they're praying. There's a lot of people pray. There's a lot of people that gather and pray. The difference was, in the book of Acts chapter 2, they was in the upper room, and they were praying in one mind and one accord. You need to hear me today. They was in one mind and one accord, and there the power fell. See, when you're in unity and not disunity, it's an unstoppable force of the power of Almighty God. That's why the enemy wants to bring disunity, distraction, Chaos. He tries to get the people of God confused, running against each other. Why? Because if he can do that, he can stop the power from being activated in our lives. That's why God's going to restore the kingdom. He's going to restore the church. He's, he's going to restore relationships, believers. He's going to restore them, get them back in agreement, get them back in unity. Come on. Somebody put an amen on that. That's why he says, come back to the place of safety. Why would he have to tell them to come back to safety? Because they've drifted. 
I've drifted. We all drift. Sometimes if you don't drift, maybe you pause. Maybe you're waiting. You're waiting too long. Listen, God wants you to return back to a safe place. Listen to what he says here. All you prisoners who still have hope. Anybody still have hope in here today? Are you still have hope inside you today that you know that it's right around the corner? That breakthrough, that turnaround, that reversal is right around the corner. Look what he says. Come back to the place of safety. All you prisoners that still have hope. Now I know you know what the word hope means here at this church. Because you got a great pastor that teaches and preaches the uncompromised word of God. But just so I can add on to what he says all the time. That word hope means expectation. See, my expectation is his invitation. Whatever I expect, I'll start experiencing. If you expect nothing, guess what? You're going to experience nothing. If you expect, no, it'll turn around for other people, but it's never turned for me. It's never worked out for me. If you keep expecting that, you will keep experiencing that. I'm here to prophesy to you today and tell you to get your hope back. Get your expectation back. If God said it, he'll still do it. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. God never changes. And if God don't change, I must have changed. Others might have changed, but God never changes. I figured y'all would be doing cartwheels across the front of this church by now. (laughs) Hey, I was supposed to give you my joke before I started. There was this man and he called the church and he said... See, I'm one of those barbed wire preachers. I got a point here, a point here, a point everywhere. Amen. This man called the church. He said, I need to speak to the head hog of the trough. The secretary said, excuse me, there's nobody here by that name. He said, ma'am, I need to speak to the head hog of the trough. She says, sir, you can't be talking about our pastor. We don't refer to him by that name. He said, ma'am, I was about to give a $5,000 donation to the church. She said, hang on, Porky just walked in. (laughs) People change, things change, everything changes. But one thing that remains the same is God Almighty. One thing that remains the same is the Word of God. It never changes. It doesn't matter the storm. It doesn't matter how high the gas prices is. He's still Jehovah, Jireh, my provider. Come on, somebody. Amen. Look what he goes on. He says, he says, I promise this very day. That I will repay two blessings for each one of your troubles. Come on. When God pays you back, he don't just pay you back what you had. God brings it back. Come on now. Press down, shaking together, and running over. Every time God pays you back, you're better off what he brings back to you than whatever walked away from you. Whatever God comes back, he comes back with two blessings for each one of those troubles. You might be here today say, Reverend, I barely made it here this morning. I've had trouble all week long. I got trouble here, trouble there, trouble everywhere. Guess what? He says, 
for each one of your troubles, I'm going to give you two-fold blessing. Come on. If you had a lot of trouble, you better get ready. You got a lot of blessing. You got a lot of recompense. Amen. I know you've heard of Jehovah Jireh. Everybody in the church has heard of Jehovah Jireh. Amen. My provider. I know you've heard of El Shaddai. Not El Chipo. El Shaddai. Come on, somebody. That means the God that is more than enough. I know you've heard of Jehovah Nisi. That means the Prince of Peace. Come on, somebody. He's the Prince of Peace. If you have Jesus, you have peace. Anybody got Jesus? If you have Jesus, you have peace. You know, the Bible doesn't teach you and I to pray for peace, to believe for peace. The only time the Bible talks about us praying for peace is if there's trouble in the world. If there's problems and chaos going on in the world. But to the believer, you and I are not to pray for peace. Jesus said in in John chapter 14... Peace I leave with you. Verse 27. My peace I give to you. Not the peace in the world, but the peace that I give you. Why? Because he's Jehovah Nisi. He's the prince of peace. If you got Jesus, you don't need to look for peace. Pray for peace. You have peace. He says, let not your heart be troubled. If you believed in God, believe in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. You know, in heaven, there's no trailer parks. There's no campers. Come on, there's no efficiencies. There's only mansions in heaven. Now, y'all don't understand. Right now, we sold our home in October. My wife and I are building a house, and it should have already been way on the way. They haven't even started framing yet. Any poured the concrete. We've been living in a camper. We got a camper for me and my wife to live in. And another camper for my 12-year-old daughter to live in. We've been camping for the last several months. I never thought in a million years I would be living on a lake in a camper. I'm like, God, why is this property been delayed? And my pastor, Bishop Hears, says this, every delay is in your favor. If you expect what's being delayed to make you denied, you're going the wrong direction. But start expecting every delay is in my favor. So my wife asked me not too long ago, how much longer are we going to be in this camper? I said, every delay is in our favor. You know, I didn't even realize Why God would allow us to be in the camper this long. And I found out not too long ago, her and I are living in a camper. You could put my camper on this stage. We are closer together for the last several months because we were in a big old house. We could be and not even see each other for days in that house. But we've been in a camper and it's amazing what God has done in my marriage and between her and I by putting us in a little bitty camper and we're forced to talk to one another. I can lay on my bed and she could be in the living room watching TV and we wave at one another. How you doing? How you doing? The only thing that she doesn't like about the camper is the odor sometimes that produces out of me. She'll be like, God, get me out of this camper. See, when we had our big house, she could get up and go to another room and escape the odor. But in that camper, wherever you go, I'm always with you. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 
Oh, Jesus. I told her, she said, honey, I don't know how much longer I can stay in this camper. I said, your expectation is going to be his invitation. Honey, if you keep expecting that, you'll keep experiencing that. I want to really encourage you today that we serve a God of restoration, a God of restitution. I've seen God already this year give us double for our trouble. I've seen God pay us back, pay my church back, pay people back, restore things. Even us being in that camper, I really believe that I didn't realize we needed restoration until we were allowed to be in this camper rubbing elbows. I mean, we got to, if she has to go to the bathroom and I'm coming out of the bathroom, we got, excuse me, excuse me. It's the most craziest thing in the world, but we've become closer. Sometimes God may allow you to be in a confined environment because what he's wanting to work in you, not what you think he's doing to you. Come on. God's trying to work something in you and bring about some restoration and some restitution. Amen. Listen to this. You've heard of Jehovah Jireh. You've heard of Jehovah Nisi. You've heard of El Shaddai. But in several churches I preached in this year, and even in my own church, many have never heard this other name of God, Jehovah Gamola. Anybody here ever heard of that name, Jehovah Gamola? Come on, this is a pew-jumping, chandelier-swinging church, word of truth. I can't believe at word of truth, nobody in this room has heard of Jehovah Gamola? Well, I came to the right place at the right time, and I got a word for you. Can I tell you what the name Jehovah Gamola means? You spell it J-E-H-O-V-A-H-G-M-O-L-A-H. Jehovah Gamola. Come on, somebody say Jehovah Gamola. Here's what the name Jehovah Gamola means. It means the complete, changeless God of recompense. Come on, somebody. It means the complete, changeless God of recompense. It means this. He is the one who will pay you. He's the one that repays you. He's Jehovah Gamola that's always at work for you. Can somebody shout Jehovah Gamola? See, when you got Jehovah Jireh, everybody know he's my provider. He's El Shaddai. He's more than enough. He's Jehovah Nisi and the names go on. But few have ever heard of Jehovah Gamola. Why? Because many times people don't look to God for restoration. They don't look to God for restitution. Most of the time, God's children try to restore things themselves. They try to build themselves. They try to put things back themselves. Listen, when you need a complete changeless God to restore you, to make you whole again, you need Jehovah Gamola. He's the God that will pay you back. He's the God that will recompense you. He's the God that is always at work for you. He is fighting for you. Come on, somebody shout Jehovah Gamola. Jehovah Gamola, he's working for you. See, 
I've seen Jehovah Gamola at work for me. This past year in October, we sold our house. We put our house up for sale and they told us, they said, well, I said, I want a million and a half for it. Paid 500,000 for it about eight years ago. Nobody ever bid on the house. It said two years on the market. No one even made an offer. My wife and I is the only one that even made an offer, even wanted to go look at it. Said two years, make it. Nobody put an offer. We bought it. We restored it. We made it better than it was. We put it on the market in October to build our dream house in 22. Next thing you know, they tell us there's no way it's going to sell for that. There's no comparables. It, there's nobody that you're asking too much money. I said, listen. I told the realtor, I didn't hire you to sell me on what's not. Your job is to go sell them. Not, you don't. You, you're going the wrong direction. I said, what I expect, we will experience. I'm expecting, I told my realtor, have you ever heard of Jehovah Gamola? God's going to pay me back. For years of lost wages, for setbacks, for things that me and my wife went through, for trials and error and things where the enemy tried to get us in doubt and try to drain us. God is going to do this one deal and he's going to restore and put things back better than they were before. Long story short, because I'm out of time, we closed on our house in October for and made a million dollar profit. Listen, they said that never ever has been done. I said, because you haven't met Jehovah Gamola. You know about Jehovah Jireh. Yeah, God will always provide. But Jehovah Gamola, when he steps in, when you start expecting him, when you get your hope back and you're expecting God to do for you what he's always promised, Get ready. Jehovah Gamola steps on the scene and he says, I'm going to give you two blessings for each one of your troubles. If you had a lot of trouble. Come on, somebody. I said, who's expecting Jehovah Gamola to show up on the scene and to do for you what he's always promised? Come on, get your expectation out there. What you expect, you will experience Amen. You can be seated. You can be seated. See, I just believe it. If God says it, I believe it. I start expecting it. Well, why would he do it for me? Listen, the woman of the issue of blood, she got her healing because she said, when I touch him, I will be made whole. Do you realize that Jesus didn't know who touched him? That Jesus had to stop and say, who touched me? So it wasn't Jesus deciding her healing. It wasn't Jesus deciding her deliverance. It wasn't Jesus. Come on, some of y'all come in here. I'm waiting on Jesus. And Jesus is waiting on you to get your expectations stirred up. To start expecting Jehovah Gamola to show up and show out. Amen. As I start to close, who gives me five more minutes? Five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five, thirty. As I was preparing for our sabbatical, my wife and I, to uh, take some time off, we were able to, through the sale of our house, buy a piece of property uh, down by the beach in Florida. So we're spending there this whole month there. She's there now. 
And uh, I leave as soon as I leave here, fly straight home. Pastor Eben wanted to feed me lunch. I said, no, I got to get back to mama. She's on the beach. I didn't even want to get away from her last night. We, I tell you what, it's all good in the hood, baby. It's all good in the hood. Amen. As I was preparing for the month of July, at our first Wednesday service, we, it's always, it's our first Wednesday, we call it, we take communion. It's always prophetic. The year that God said it'd be restoration and restitution, I heard the Lord speak to me, said, declare the month of July, the seventh month of the year, that it'd be a month of release. Be a month of completion. Be a month of perfection. Do you know that the number seven means completion? Perfection? God's going to complete some things this year, this month of July. Number seven in the Bible is a a, a very prophetic number. It's God's number. Today, if you go to Las Vegas, people gamble on the number seven. They say they're lucky sevens. They they just don't realize that that number seven came right out of the word of God. It, it was on the seventh day that God rested and said, everything's complete. I perfected everything. There's nothing better I can do. Listen, in this seventh month of the year of restoration, restitution, can I tell you things that's been held up, things that has not been released, that you're going to see a release? How do I know it's going to happen? Because I'm trying to stir up your expectation today. I want you to start expecting that the next 15 days is this month. God's going to release some things that might have been held back. Might have been held up. God's releasing it. My Bible says in Philippians chapter 1 verse 6 that God will perfect those things. He will complete those things. What he started, he will finish it. Come on. I believe That God is going to complete some things, going to perfect some things. It is amazing that God gave me this word. Do you know on July the 7th, the 7th month on July 7th, we closed on our property in Florida. Three weeks leading up to that, they said it might not be until August or September. Things were happening. The people that were living in it. And I said, listen. I've got to. We've already planned our sabbatical. I have nowhere to stay. I am not trying to convince my wife to stay in this camper for another during the month of July. Do you know, I began to release that word. And you know, we closed on July the 7th, 22. Listen, what was God doing? He was completing some things. He was perfecting some things. He was releasing some things that's been held up. Why? Because God wants to take care of you. He don't want to just be your provider. God wants to be Jehovah Gamola. He wants to pay you back from time, years, lost wages. Maybe your marriage has been 10 years and some strain and struggle. Get ready. I release that God is going to perfect some things. He's going to put some things back in His proper order. Do you know the number seven, even in our economy, that in the number seven, every seven years, if there's a debt on your credit that has not been collected by the creditor, do you know that that debt 
could be is going to be removed after seven years. I used to be this type of Christian. Hang on, honey. I know we got a lot of debt and the bill collectors keep calling. Let's just make it seven years. I'm released to you today. You don't got to wait seven years. It might be seven minutes. It might be seven days. It might be the seventh month of the year. God is going to perfect some things. He's going to release some things. Amen. I mean, in the next seven minutes, God might release it and turn it around. In the next seven minutes, God might cancel some things. See, things that's been hindering you. You're not able to get approved. You're not able to get things. But Jehovah Gamola steps up on the scene. Oh, yeah. He said, I'll pay you back. I'll recompense you. I'll give you double for your trouble. Come on, somebody. Give him praise. Would you stand with me? I know you know the Bible, but think about this as I close. The children of Israel left Egypt to the promised land. The land that overflowed with plenty. But on their way there, they had to go through the wilderness. You know that what happened was they started to doubt Moses. Why does it take us so long? 11 day journey turned to 40 years. Because when they got to the wilderness, they thought God brought them to the wilderness. But God was taking them through the wilderness. God never takes you to the problem. But he will always take you through the problem. He don't take you to the struggle, but he'll get you through the struggle. They got their eyes on, why does it take us so long? They stopped expecting. Because when they left Egypt, they was expecting the promised land. But because it took too long. Before they could get to the promised land, they had to defeat Jericho. Joshua 6 says, verse 1, Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of all the people, the children of Israel. When they got to Jericho, nobody could go in, nobody could come out. There was a walled city, and yet they were supposed to conquer Jericho to get to the promised land. It was the first city that they had to conquer and give to God to get to the promised land. It got there and it's walled up. Why would God bring us through the, out of Egypt, through the wilderness, and here? Now what, nothing can happen? Who, what, what's going on? Could you imagine? But he's Jehovah Gamola. Here's what he said. Take the people, march around seven days, and tell them don't say a word. You know, sometimes when you're in that meditation and that standing position with God, the best thing to do is shut your mouth. Because so many times I talk myself right out of the miracle. He said, don't say nothing. And on the seventh day, I want you to march around seven times on the seventh day. And at the end of the seventh time on the seventh day, then you release a shout. See, I think the reason God, because number seven, God completes things. He perfects things. He releases things. Are you here? 
Why was he having them in seven days? March, don't say a word. They had to quit looking at the walls and start expecting when they shout, something's going to happen. Something's going to change. When they shouted on the seventh day in the seventh lap, the walls didn't just fall over. The Bible says they fell flat. So the children of Israel could conquer Jericho. And you know, everything in Jericho, they wasn't supposed to touch it. They were supposed to give it to God. It's kind of like the tithe. Give him Jericho and all the other cities you could have. Can I tell you today as I pray, give him your Jericho. In this seventh month, this time of release, completion, perfection, restoration, restitution. Come on, give it to God right now. In the the next few moments, I'm going to tell you to shout. I want you to get your expectation. God, I'm going to experience what I expect. Come on, get that thing, whatever's been there. Come on, let it be moved out of your way. You start expecting Jehovah Gamola to show up and show out. I release to you, I prophesy to you in the name of Jesus. You're about to see a release of some things that's been held up, that's been held back. Oh my God, I see it right now. The windows of heaven are opening up over this church, open up over these people, and God's about to pour out. In the name of Jesus, you're going to be smarter, stronger, better, wiser. In the name of Jesus. Right now, I want us, I'm going to count to three, and I want you to give the Lord the biggest shout you could give Him because the walls are moving right now. We're about to even move walls on this property. I see expansion happening. I see this thing expanding. I see, oh my God, I, I just see expansion right now. I just heard the Lord say, expansion 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 i'm going to stretch you i'm going to stretch you in the name of jesus come on god's going to expand families here families you're going to start being expanded god is going to expand you he's going to stretch you what you didn't think you could do god jehovah gamola is going to step in and he's going to expand you he's going to lengthen you he's going to strengthen you the name of Jesus. Yeah, Laura. Evan. I don't mean no disrespect. Pastor Evan. I see the Lord expanding your reach. Your territory is about to be expanded. Your influence is about to be expanded. What, what you thought you were reaching and stretching for. The Lord says, today I'm releasing things. To you today. I'm going to perfect some things today. I'm going to complete some things today. I'm going to expand you. Your reach will be far beyond the walls and the territory that you've had before. Because I'm stretching you. I'm expanding you. In the name of Jesus. I'm expanding your capacity. Your capacity. What what you didn't think before... You can handle much more of the Lord says, I'm expanding your capacity to handle more, to carry more in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. 
I release it right now, Lord. Yep, 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 yep. I release that expansion now in the name of Jesus. A capacity. Evan, I heard the Lord see, and I'll stop right here. Our pastor always said, if you give him a bigger bag, he'll fill it. He fills the bag. What I heard the Lord say, tell Eben, I'm expanding his capacity. Because he's going to be able to handle more than he's ever handled before. Because his capacity to handle, I'm going to make his bag bigger. Uh, you carry a big bag, but get ready. This thing is getting bigger. God is expanding uh, your capacity. See, whatever I can't handle, he's not going to let me have it. But God says you can handle it because I'm expanding your capacity that you can handle more than you ever thought before in the name of Jesus. Come on, believe that. Receive that all over this room for every believer. In the name of Jesus. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, y'all give it up. You were blessed by the word today. Come on. Come on, come on, come on. What an incredible word.